divisive issue contains language unsuitable for children and adults. And anyone who doesn't want spoilers for books, they're probably never going to read because they're probably not very good. Just, just don't listen. Just stop. Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We made it. We're back. We survived. Every time we make it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, surprisingly, we didn't die between episodes. <laughs> it's kind of surprising. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. we did die and we're just recreated. Oh, tie, tying into our, our current uh, story arc. So last time on Divisive Issues... Uh, Previously. I'm trying to think of a good reference to the last issue, but all I can think of was uh, we like the book. Sly is coming to Earth. Can Daryl charge up in time <laughs> to stop him? Ride it, ride and Phil tear him on and try to stall. I don't like the noise Daryl just made. <laughs> I'm powering up. Should he be like, rougher? <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not better. Piccolo, though. I'm not cool enough for that. <laughs> so um, last time we started Steve Englehart's run. Uh, and, of uh, Doctor Strange. Of Doctor Strange. And... We saw how Doctor Strange met God and mm-hmm. how he fought death. And that was the beginning and peak of Steve Englehart's run. And now we're going into how it ended. So uh, the, the story we're doing this week is about Ben Franklin cuckolding Doctor Strange's <laughs> girlfriend, Claire. That's so, not what it's about, but... <laughs> it does. It's an essential part of the story. It's two parts. We're doing two stories. We're doing the story that got Englehart, like kicked off of Marvel and yeah. then the concluding story was run. Yeah. Wait, which one got him kicked off? The, well, we'll get to that. We'll get into that. Okay. Spoilers. So, uh, the so story there op- is a gap between the last issues and this one. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the gap when we get to it. And the only other big thing I want to mention is there is an artist change. It's not Frank Brunner anymore. Yeah. It's a fan favorite of the show, Gene Colan. Who's, yeah. This is like our third or fourth Gene Colan episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, he's not as good as Frank Brunner, but uh, I always appreciate Gene Colan because he's such a he's such a trooper. I think Frank Brunner is is such a good fit for Doctor Strange, but I especially Englehart stuff that's like so yeah. weird and mystical. And it's always dealing with grandiose cosmic events. But I still really like Gene Colan. Yeah, I love yeah, Gene Colan. Yeah, I li- I like his very. Um, I I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like ethereal look to it. Yeah. Like, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so the story opens up uh, basically after Ben Mortal went crazy seeing God. Uh, he started going crazy. He's hanging out in Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. I forgot what it's called. Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. And he's basically in his room getting crazy and basically starts warping reality around him. Which is so funny to me. That, that idea that he's so crazy that just like He's just changing reality everywhere. Yeah. And, and Doctor Strange is like, damn, I gotta do something about that later. Well, he's, he has magic, so he can fucking, like... Why does Doctor Strange have, like, these other dudes in his house? <laughs> oh, that like, I didn't know. Out? Yeah, does, like, Doctor Strange called him for help uh, earlier. And you could, like, a lot like a lot of things in uh, this arc, you could tell uh, Engelhard plans for them, and then he, he just never delivered on them, because it's very clear, like, later on, they show him sweating and stuff, like, oh, we have to go, Doctor Strange, we're in a hurry, and then... They never show up again. It's very clear Engelhar had a plan for them before he got kicked out of the book. I just took it that that guy was just sick. <laughs> <laughs> the next time they show up, they're like, oh, we're leaving now. Bye. Yeah. But uh, so so uh, as Mordo's being crazy and disturbing all the house guests, um, Doctor Strange subdues them. But before he does, he sees Nightmare. And j- just to explain Nightmare really quick, he was basically Freddy Krueger before Freddy Krueger existed. He attacks you in your dreams. He controls the dream world. And uh, basically, uh, he like whenever uh, Doctor Strange is sleeping, he has to, if he doesn't have any protections on him, uh, Nightmare's like, yeah, fuck you, I got you now. I'm in my domain, bitch. And basically, he tortures Doctor Strange until Doctor Strange can find a way to escape. I, I have another dark confession to make. Yeah. I apologize to Namor. I think Nightmare might be the ugliest person I've ever seen <laughs> in a comic. Is he a person or is he like a... He's a person. Look, look, look him up in Google searches. Like, he's not scary. <laughs> he's just like a, a guy in... Um, green mesh that looks like a tim burton reject he yeah, does look he's, like, he's your nightmare when yeah. you see him you're like uh <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be ugly to be fair so i don't like namor uh but <laughs> so uh, uh dr strange comes contemplating oh what the fuck goes up with that as he goes to the roof and uh clea teases him uh throws his cape over his head as he's doing so clea his lover yeah his, lover. his alien princess lover yeah mm-hmm. and there, there are some parts in this in this arc that i was like this is this whole 
like it it works for Doctor Strange, but when you have like the alien princess lover who's like, "Hey, I know you've been kind of weird since you saw God, but like, you know, <laughs> is it is it so crazy that we have to do this?" And I'm like, "This is a really weird comic." Yeah. Also, I, I'm always torn on how I feel about Doctor Strange and Clea's relationship because, like, last episode, I loved it because she like grounds him and it's really like cute while still being like dramatic. But in here, he like treats her like shit, and well, then she's he, just. She, She's his disciple too, and that's, yeah, and that's no. why he's like, he's like, right now you're not my lover, you're my disciple, and you yeah. But he says it like, I'm not speaking to you as a lover, I'm speaking to you as a teacher to a student, and it's just <laughs> weird. It's like this yeah. weird power dynamic. Well, this is why you're not supposed to have like boss employee relationships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their awkward relationship is the central thesis of the story arc. Yeah, yeah. It gets even more awkward. Like, no, yeah. I mean like it works. Yeah, but it it makes me feel weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what she said. Uh, but uh, so it, it works. Oh, <laughs> so uh, they see uh, I'm into it. Eternity I'm... in the sky, basically uh, over Manhattan. And Eternity, basically, if you want to imagine Eternity, uh, he he's imagined a man's silhouette with a galaxy inside of it instead of just black. And you yeah. can see his face. Well, all you see is like a kind of like this nose and eyes, and that's it. You yeah. never see like a mouth. And basically, he has all the existence inside of himself. So I really don't like it. I don't like. You it don't? I I really like I just, this design. I I think it's weird for such an abstract thing to just be a man shape with galaxies inside. Yeah, of like it. I, I'm a little bummed that it's man shaped too. By me, it's better than when like Superman when uh when Clark's dad saw like that space figure and it was just like this woman in space. I'd rather have it be like this almost. Uh. uh intangible <laughs> figure sorry i know this is like super fansplainy but i like to think like the way i always look at it is this is like how dr strange's mind Th- that's not fansplaining that's actually that's actually almost every uh uh being that's cosmic and marvel uh they're so uh, massive you know, you know human can comp- every every creature comprehends it as so- something similar to them because they can't comprehend it otherwise but is and that I- is that canon because he says no it is, it is canon because they have, though, they have they have they have they actually have actual comics where they show like creatures like galactus and they show every creature looking at galactus and they all see him as completely different uh, wow. So it's like it's, it's like it's canon that I was just confused because later on he's like I made man in my image and I'm yep. like oh so that's why you're man shaped yeah that, that's it. that's what I was thinking was the reasoning for him being man shaped that that might be for eternity I uh, but uh, but for cosmic creatures in general the reason why most cosmic creatures have man shapes is because they man reflect <laughs> they reflect the species things. that is witnessing them because he, they can't I, come- that's cool I, I and I appreciate that. Uh, idea that's that's a cool concept that if something this that's uncomprehensible you just your mind fills in the blanks yeah so uh basically um uh attorney's like hey earth and then (laughs) cover him up he doesn't say anything he just stands there yeah yeah, (laughs) cover him up because you make people go crazy if they see him too much yeah you know how it is as soon as you see giant man shapes in the sky this reminds me of of bloodborne (laughs) it's like if that thing is there you just go crazy yeah yeah what i thought was funny is it shows just how like kind of stupid the world of marvel is because suddenly it disappears and everyone saw it at once and they all go like phew that had me going i don't suppose (laughs) it was nothing i'm just glad it's fixed i don't think it's stupid i think this is like 20 years into the marvel universe where this happens all the time well one recurring theme of of marvel universe is that uh humanity repeatedly will uh instead of uh, uh, confronting these fantastical concepts that will make them question their place universe knowing they're just they're literally insignificant specks and the giant monsters are invading earth every other day they will rationalize it as hoaxes and stuff in order to be able to go on their uh, daily lives. That's as every... opposed to real life where we're grounded completely in reality <laughs> yeah. and never make up anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of, of seeing attorney making go crazy, uh, Strange goes to visit the only other man who has witnessed attorney, a man named Genghis, uh, who was a contemporary of the Ancient One. Is another uh, Asian stereotype old man. <laughs> At first I thought it was the Ancient uh, One. Uh, excuse me, uh, it's actually Chingus. Chingus. It's not Genghis. Yeah. Well, this is written by Stan, uh, Stan Lee, so created by Stan Lee, so probably uh, literally pronounced Genghis. In this, yeah, in I'm, just, I'm just shit. Yeah, cow cow, right, Phil? <laughs> yeah. So, so he, uh, Genghis is completely insane, and uh, Doctor Strange's like, yeah, he's insane. Like, I, he, I won't get anything from him. He leaves. And I, I think he just shows up, just be like, "Hey, attorney's here," and, and Genghis is like, "What?" And he's like, yeah, no, "He giggles no. at him," and, and he's like, yeah. uh, "I'll have to take you back to my house." Because uh, just for context, the last time Doctor Strange met Genghis, uh, it was when the Ancient One disappeared. So he's like, well, "How do I find attorney? I need to find attorney." So he went to Genghis, and Genghis is like, "Oh yeah, I know where attorney is." And he basically, if you watched Avatar, do you remember that the, the thing that steals people's faces? 
Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, he uh, Genghis is so crazy that he sent Doctor Strange to a place with a dimension like that that has that creature in it. He basically stole Doctor Strange's face, and Doctor Strange's like, oh, that's why Inchuan says never trust Genghis because he'll he'll send me to his face. <laughs> he steals your face. But uh, so then, uh, uh, as uh, Genghis is crazy, mortal the crazy mortal starts being drawn towards him, and, and Astro projects towards where Genghis is. And meanwhile, Doctor Strange confronts uh, Eternity. And Tony says, hey, it's time for Doomsday, time for mankind to die. And uh, Dr. Strange's like, hey, can we talk about this? And Tony's like, no, mankind's become too connected. There's too much inf- too much uh, information, and we've, we've all become too drawn within ourselves. And yeah, we're there's so- too many answers, and yeah. answers only lead to apathy. Yeah. Humans have stopped asking questions, and I think that's fucking awesome. It's so interesting because uh, the, uh, one thing I love about Engelhardt's writing is you can tell the feelings he was feeling at the moment, and... Uh, here it's very uh, it's, these am- feelings are amplified more in our modern day the idea that no one compromises anymore everyone has so much information that everyone's so apathetic yeah. it's yeah. even more valid now and it's like you see everyone else doing things constantly on a 24-7 basis so that you feel like you need to be doing things like that too and then when you're not you're losing yeah yeah. It's like it's like Metal Gear Solid 2. It's like every, the yeah. internet. Yeah. You know. That's why you only have to do the greatest things like record comic book podcasts. <laughs> I actually, I, I did not like the reason Eternity was given here. And for, for that reason, I thought this was the weakest of all the Engelhart stories. Even more, even more than the cuckolding? Oh, well, I don't even count that as all him. Because that ends halfway and then picked up by someone else. Spoilers. So, um, <laughs> Strange is like, starts to argue his point, but Attorney shows him his past selves, uh, Dr. Strange's past selves as a doctor, a hobo, and a mystic student. And Dr. Strange is like, what's the point of this? And he says, all, all these forms of campuses, everything wrong with humanity, and if you can't hope to overcome uh, these yourself, how can you hope to overcome me? And that's where we transition to our next issue. And uh, issue whatever picks up. Oh, first, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring up how kind of weird and clickbaity the comic book Im- cover images are. They always are. Oh, these, that, yeah. These, yeah, ones, a, these common, four though. have nothing to do with the story, though. The first one's Doctor Strange fighting Baron Mordo, which doesn't happen. The third one is Doctor Strange dying, which doesn't happen. And the fourth one is Eternity killing the Ancient One, which doesn't happen. Well, speaking of things uh, uh, being prominent back then that are more prominent now, clickbaiting, this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, comics ushered that into our modern era. Yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of. Blame Stan Lee. He started this shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Stan Lee. <laughs> I would blame Julie Schwartz more, but that's a, that's an aside. Anyway, uh, Surgeon Doctor Strange goes and meets regular Doctor Strange. and This is like and- a Christmas carol here now. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah he... He gives him an invitation to the dance of the Red Death. And he's like, here you go. Come, like, hang out with us. And it's just, it's all uh, Stephen Strange's hanging out here. There's and so th- many th- Strange. This is the first time in this arc, but not the last, where I was so reminded of Rick and Morty. Because have, have you guys seen that at <laughs> yeah. all? Yeah. There's, like, the universe with all the Ricks and, like, all the Ricks from different timelines. This is literally that. It's all these Stephen Stranges from different potential realities. Like, yeah. him as a priest, him as a lawyer. Him, him as, as Richard Nixon? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. He wears the Richard Nixon mask to exude power. Yeah. It's also really over, funny. Over the rest of them. It's, I, like, I rationally recognize that this was written in, like, the mid-70s, but hearing a character be like, but Nixon was, Nixon resigned just a few months ago. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. But I find it really cool that uh, this is how, like, Engelhardt, you can tell Engelhardt's coping with stuff, and here. Imagine how it felt to be months after a president. Well, this resigned. is also the guy that, at right around this time, had Captain America renounce his citizenship. Yeah. So, like, he's definitely you know he writes politically, and I just I just find it interesting having Nixon be topical. It's funny yeah. nowadays when people bring up because there's some arguments going about where it's like I wish politics would stay out of entertainment media, and seeing it back in the '70s that here you have like Nixon obviously being this uh, power hungry or this Nixon mask resembling yeah. yeah politics has never stayed out of media yeah. it's like that's like ever ever yeah like the early plays are about like fuck the king and stuff like that <laughs> yeah every, every piece of media should have spin-off media that's all about politics like oops i talk politics right guys uh oops we're talking politics <laughs> yeah so these guys are just exuding they're 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 talking about how they just have the nixon strange wants to control everything and Stephen Strange is like, well, I have magic. So he tries to use that on him, but he doesn't have any magic. And so then he gets thrown into prison with the drunkard Strange. Yeah. Which is supposed to be like the, the pitying side of humanity. And yeah. The, the paranoid and mm-hmm. the sad sack. 
But it looks like it turns out the pitiable side of humanity created an escape tunnel convenient for Doctor Strange to use. Yep, so he goes through there, but then the like the the drunkard tries to hit him with a chain to knock him out because he can't trust him. Because he can't yeah, trust yeah. anyone. And... But Clea warns him in advance because she's trying to reach him, and uh, Doctor Strange stops the drunkard and escapes by himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, steals one of the other Stephen Strange's clothes and goes back into the party with all the Stranges. But then they they quickly find out, oh no, the drunkard comes back in and says like, hey... It's the, that the, the he also walks strange. in and he's instantly like, "You guys should overthrow the Nixon guy," and yeah, they're like, "This yeah. this strange is definitely the real one." Yeah. yeah, and the real strange is warning them of the Red Death, and then this guy comes up and goes, "Yes," <laughs> he's in this big purple cloak and with a red mask. This is supposed to be a reference to the Edgar Allan Poe story, "The Mask of the Red Death," where yeah. they all die of disease. <laughs> yeah, but so the Red Death comes and he's just killing all Doctor Strange's. Um, until Strange gets fed up and uses I am Agamotto to burn off the Nixon Strange's mask. Yep, mm-hmm. to reveal the Strange beneath him. He burns off Death's mask to reveal a smiling mask, and Death warns him beneath every mask lies another mask. And I find it really cool because the whole point of it was to reveal that no matter what the title position people declare themselves to get themselves omnipotence, men are still men. So even though that guy wore the Nixon mask, uh, he's still ma- Dr. Strange underneath. He's still just mm-hmm. uh, a mask he puts on himself. Everyone's yeah. just the Sorcerer Supreme underneath. <laughs> and, and the Nixon explains, Don't you see I'm better than they are? I don't like people. That's why I had to rule. To keep them in their place. And then uh, Eternity whisks him away to go... The real Doctor Strange away. Yeah, the real Doctor Strange away to go meet the Ancient One again. It really is like a Christmas Carol here where he just shows up at the end of every issue and he's like, do you, do, Did you learn the lesson, Doctor Strange? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that, that was my other problem with the story is I wasn't buying what kind of lesson he was trying to teach him because it kept uh, drilling it through the head that Doctor Strange has the answer, he just hasn't uncovered it yet. And the way the story like concludes, it's like there was no answer to like. What there was an answer, but was. all men are men, and everyone's shit. Yeah, I, you know, I think it was just to show that uh, everyone's shit. Yeah, like Phil said, but but because <laughs> the attorney, uh, the the real answer is in front of him, but it's unrelated to attorney. It's related to nightmare. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Don't spoil. So, so now. Uh, I- Eternity brings Strange to the Ancient One, like Daryl said, and he looks like he's in like his old home in Tibet before uh, Strange killed the Ancient One. And he, the an- this happened before. <laughs> this everything is spoiled, Ryan. This is a new Phil world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> then the Ancient One tells Strange, like he warns him against Eternity, and he's like, "Nope, you can't beat him. You just let him kill everything." And Strange assumes that this is another trick by Eternity, and he's like, "No, I can do whatever I want. I'm Sorcerer Supreme," and. Then he, well, first, I was kind of confused by this. First, the Ancient One's like demons, and then he's the real Ancient One. No, first he summons, Doctor Strange tries to attack Ancient One. Ancient One summons demons. Oh, he summons demons. Yeah. I thought he turned into a demon. I really find this funny because Ancient One's basically like, uh, after after they fight for a little while, Doctor uh, Strange's like, oh, you really are the Ancient One? He's like, yeah, now get the fuck out of my house, you fucking little child, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, trying to save the world, you fucking baby. Trying to fight a turn, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and I have done I... what I can for you, and you have chosen to disregard me. One thing I like about this scene, even though it makes me feel weird, like before, is Clea is trying to contact Doctor Strange because she thinks he's dead, and he's just like, "I can't deal with your nonsense right now," and totally blocks her out so you can focus on fighting demons and stuff. And that, like Sly hinted at earlier, will come into play soon when we meet sexy Ben Franklin. The, the sad part is, is he's trying to have he's over a tightrope over a bottomless pit talking yeah. and <laughs> having like this philosophical discussion with well, this that's, that's what happens to the whole thing. The, that's what happens when and, you're in a relationship, you know? And Clea reaches out, she's like, Steven, where are you? And Doctor Strange picks it up for a second and then the ancient one's like, oh, so you're not even listening to me, huh? And then he summons <laughs> the demons to fight him. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's what happens with when Ben Franklin shows up, too. It's just all this, like, he's like, I'm, I have to figure out the cause of this, like, interdimensional thing. And she's like, pay attention to me. <laughs> or I'll sleep with a founding father. It's, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's basically like the Brady Bunch episode when they're dating two girls. But instead of two girls, it's one girl and then all of eternity and philo- philosophical existentialism. True. <laughs> just cool. like it. But, uh, so now, so at this point, Strange is like, well, I be- I had to kill the Ancient One before, I'll try to do the same thing, and he goes into his brain, and this is when he realizes that it's the real one, and it's just like, I, I think that the whole, like, is this real, is this an illusion thing is, is really, I, I like how 
kind of confusing this is because it's supposed to be strange being like what's real what's not yeah and i think it it works not really being able to follow it super well yeah yeah a- also Engelhart... i lack basic reading comprehension skills so like there's that too Engelhart does really w- well with that making me be like i have like no idea what setting they're supposed to be in yeah, yeah. so after uh he leaves the ancient one uh dr strange then gets confronted by black superior dr strange uh, yeah, which is a costume that you like, Sly, right? But I hate. Uh, basically, um, in, in, to try to make Doctor Strange cool and hip, they made him more like a traditional superhero, and they gave him a black superhero costume. And um, oh. and so basically, uh, basically, now they're using it as a representative of everything that's terrible about Doctor Strange, saying this is when he was full of self-righteousness and arrogance. <laughs> so now yeah. uh, when Doctor Strange defeats this black superhero, it's like him defeating his worst self. Because Engelhart basically gave him his commentary on Marvel trying to turn Doctor Strange into a traditional superhero. Yeah. So uh, the real Doctor Strange beats him and takes off his mask, and then it's like, oh no, it was Doctor Strange all along. Like, yeah, we know. But then it was and- Skeleton, and then it was Baron Mordo. Yeah, and then Baron Mordo attacks him, and he. So Baron Mordo's back to his regular. He's like his mind is whole again. And everything. no, he says he's no, he says mad. he says he's still crazy. What happened is now he he merged with. No, Genghis. I'm sorry, I misspoke. He has his powers back. Yeah, but he mer- he merged with Genghis's powers, and now he's yeah. And this is why I talk about with Mordo. Like Mordo has been outclassed by, by Doctor Strange. Since uh, issue, like issue, like well, now he's doing a fusion dance yeah, to yeah, yeah. get power again. But that's why I like Baron Mordo is like inverse Goku, where Goku ha- has to travel, tra- train to defeat uh, his villains all the time. Where Mordo has to uh, team up with different villains to team be able to match Doctor Strange and overpower <laughs> him, basically. Yeah. So at this point, Strange realizes he like Baron Mordo stronger than ever. So he summons Clea to her, and to then him. and then uh, t- to him. Sorry. <laughs> And then he's like, uh, oh, the narration reveals and Doctor Strange realizes that they're in the real world now. It's not Eternity's illusion. And Baron Mordo goes, well, too fucking bad and blows up the whole world. Yeah. And the narration says, like, this, this is actually real world. You are dead, readers. <laughs> yeah. They literally yeah. address the reader and they're like, you died six hours ago. <laughs> it's a splash page of just the earth exploding. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, like, it's. This isn't the conclusion of the story, but this is what, like, Atari was elite, alluding to. It's like, Baron... I don't know. It, it, well, Baron Mordo is a representation of... Because everything... Baron Mordo is, like, a representation of all of man's evils. He's greedy. He's selfish. He's insane. No, he, does, he does this when he's crazy only. Yeah, he, it's, he's just like, I'm insane, and I have unlimited power for some reason. Now I will destroy the Earth. And well, insanity, well, insanity is... But like, like no so other, I, I don't want your apologies bullshit for this. <laughs> no, no, no other supervillain in the Marvel universe was ever able to blow up the world. But then yeah. Mordo's like, ah, it just blows yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna will it. That the well, world's Doctor Strange, but Mordo is uh, Doctor Strange can't blow up the world by himself if he wants to. He's so. also like backed by like Eternity's trying to achieve the same goal, and he merged with uh, Genghis. Yeah, <laughs> everyone loves Genghis. But uh, the point is, like, uh, uh, Doctor Strange is powerful to destroy the world, and Mordo surpassed him by teaming up with somebody who's equal to the Ancient One, so now he's powerful enough to build the world, yes. Okay. Well, well. so the last issue of this arc um, s- starts out with the world destroyed. And yeah. again, the, the narration's like, the world blew up. The world blew up. <laughs> Planet Earth is no more. No, I said uh, the world blow up. It blew up. It died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Someone set us up the bomb. Oh, um, wow. We're going really old school here. And so Doctor Strange is just flying around in like this void. And he's like, ah, everything's blown up. Shit. And yeah. it's like, like a, it's like thousands of souls just cried out in anguish. At the, yeah. at, I don't remember what the Obi-Wan quote is, but you know yeah. what I mean. Of course, and Rosaius, Ryan, you fucking remember fucking episode one, two, and three quotes perfectly, but not Dallas. <laughs> uh, from my point of view, the Jedi. Of course, <laughs> awful is all the, the references we're making. I actually really like Englehart's dialogue here as narrative. Oh, so do I. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And, he, and what's, again, uh, how you were saying it's weird to see Nixon topical. He says four billion lives lost, and I'm like, wow. that We have seven and a half billion now? Mm-hmm. Only third, like 40 years later, that's... That's crazy. That yeah. is really crazy. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but as Dr. Strange is flowing through space, he remembers, oh yeah, Nightmare existed. Yeah, so he's like, <laughs> l- let me go into the dream realm because I think he's the real villain for some reason. And then um, he goes into the dream world and he fights some dream stuff. He Basically, and- uh, one thing I like is he basically he confronts Nightmare and just fucks him up immediately. Basically, because Nightmare was a challenge for Doctor Strange back like when he was a scrub, but now he's like so supreme, he's like whatever, fuck you, and just he just backhands him basically. Yeah, he just says like Nightmare summons a bunch of crows and he just goes be gone. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He cites a rhyming poem and then says, be gone. All that stuff we said about eternity being like a concept and everything, at this point, Nightmare is like, oh, I have eternity captured. And he is just a guy on a table. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of weird now. Yeah, but, so- but, but I like the way they explained it. Basically, as he, uh, uh, you're right, Phil, that it, he was, uh, he says he was creating man's own image. And as man became more populous, it started to dream more. And basically, as he started to dream more, it started influencing Eternity. And now Eternity started dreaming, and uh, he became more human-like. And now uh, that became more susceptible to Nightmare. I think the rationale is is really cool, and I like it a lot. But it does look weird that there's yeah. just this really tall guy on a yes. table, and it's like, that's all of existence. That's not the yeah. weirdest humanoid thing to happen. This yeah, issue. but that's not Engelhardt's fault. I guess that's more Colin. It, yeah, it was supposed to be... It would have been difficult to draw just this black figure on a table and be like, oh, look, it's Eternity. Yeah. And I also yeah. wanted to bring up regarding the art. It's really cool that, like... In the afterlife for Superman, there was dithering for all the colors that were really light. And here, what I really think is neat is that um, all the blacks are dithered, yeah. which makes it look really weird on Stephen Strange. I think it's cool. I think it's supposed. It's cool because it's the yeah, it's the dream realm and it's his astral form, or whatever. So it looks it looks really cool like that. So anyway, he like you said, he beats up uh, attorney. He beats up uh, fucking attorney, and he's like, "Hey, who's back here?" And it's just <laughs> it's attorney laying on a bed, and <laughs> he's like, "Hey, wake up!" And attorney's like, "Ah, oh, I'm awake now." That, that eye of Agamotto is really powerful. That he wake up the universe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Agamotto's OP. It's like it's so he he wakes up the universe and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, I was sleeping, and you were in my dream or something." And <laughs> yeah, he's it's like, Wizard of Oz. And he's like, "Hey, I'm Adam." Hint, hint. Yeah, you know that's why. Uh, mm-hmm. But he says uh, in, in his dreams, uh, his dreams become reality because he's attorney and he influences reality. So when he dreamed that the world blew up, it did blow up. And yeah, I like when he's like, "Oh, so the world ending was just a dream." But oh, by the way, my dreams are real, so it is still God. <laughs> Fuck you, all your friends are dead. Yeah, yeah. And then Doctor Strange is like, "Please bring them back." Yeah, and he's like, "You can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't fuck up reality like that." Uh, it's the you know. And then he's like, "Look at what I can do!" And he makes him this weird, like, like gremlin man. For yeah, basically, basically, Doctor Strange like, "Hey, you do do it for me." And uh, Attorney's like, "Don't fuck with me." He just starts fucking with Doctor Strange. And then, him. and then, this is again. I, I get it that it's like whatever they can comprehend, but it's like he's like, "Don't fuck with me, this big spaceman." And then Ancient One just reaches in and grabs Spaceman's arm, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, don't mess with my friend." I really, I really like that he bullies him because Attorney's like, "I'm not gonna do that." And Attorney like puts him in a headlock. He's like, "You fix what you did," and he's like, "Okay, fine." I will. Agree, I will agree. This, this is the weakest point of the story arc for me. I agree. Because it reminds me of, it reminds me of Legend of Korra. I knew you were going to say this. Because the same thing. Uh, a character reaches a, a higher plane of consciousness and he fights the, uh, the antithesis to their existence. And what it is, is two giants fighting. And I'm like, okay, yeah, good, good job, Joe. I know. I, I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, oh, it's a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, so they, it's they, supposed they, to be like symbolic, though, because it specifically mentions that. Uh, I, I know, but uh, visually, you can make it more interesting, especially in the visual format. Like, uh, uh, just an old Chinese stereotype giving a big shadow man a, a fucking noogie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they wrestle for a while, and then he's like, "Good, you got through a good trial, Doctor Strange. And he's like, what the fuck kind of trial is this? You destroyed the universe. And he's like, I, I didn't do it. Just this happened. No, H1 <laughs> explains that uh, the, the trials happen naturally to being so supreme. Like, yeah. no one sets them up, but by being so supreme, you have to confront them. And the trial here was to never give up uh, uh, hope for life, no matter how hopeless it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, uh, even though he noogies him or whatever, uh, <laughs> Eternity's like, I can't go back in time, but hey, here's a good solution. I'll just remake everything and just go through time real quick, and we'll just put you back in your old timeline. Well, it'll be a new timeline, but, you know, it'll be almost the same. Again, very Rick and, Rick and Morty-esque. Well, no one else will notice a difference, but yeah. you will. But they're all recreations, so it's the, like... The one difference, yeah, is that everyone's a recreation, but Doctor Strange is still the original Doctor Which is, is so, again, so fucked up, because you're basically putting everyone through all of eternity, like all of yeah. history again. Yeah. I love uh, that you are you keep comparing it to Rick and Morty, considering Dan Harmon was... He helped make the Doctor Strange movie. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, that's like, interesting. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. It actually does, because I was wondering, I'm like, did these did the creators of Rick and Morty like read this? And they must have. Well, maybe like, he was like, one of those college stoners reading this book. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and that's where it ends, where he wakes up in the universe and everything's the same, but he's not from this timeline or this existence. I also so. like the narration here where it says uh, he sits there for a while, c- coming down. Like, he just yeah. saw so much fucked up shit in the span of, like, an hour. And like, I don't really... get what, like, all the hippies and drug users saw about this, where he's like, what a crazy trip. I just got to sit here and come down for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just... It is crazy to me how strong his mind is, because I think m- almost... 
not almost every single person would have Baron Mordo's experience where when you go through the stuff, you just go insane. Like it, not me though, I could do it. Well, yeah. the, the part of, uh, part of the later story arc is that Doctor Strange is going through inner turmoil and starts has trouble uh, comprehending what happened to him. Basically, Doctor Strange told Clay, like, "Hey, you're not the real Clay. You're a fucking clone." And Clay's like, oh my god. And basically, they start getting more and more distant with each other, and they eventually go I, to... I, I don't know why he would tell her that. <laughs> well, basically, she's like, I know something's different. Like, you're you're treating me differently than you were before. Like, you're more and more distant to me. And basically, Doctor Strange just becomes more, more and more conflicted internally, unable to deal with the reality that he's the last human being alive. And he goes to hell, by the way, too. I know. Yeah, he does also go to hell. Remember I made that reference before where I'm like, this story gets really, like, the, just how much shit happens makes it sound really crazy. Yeah. At the beginning of this is when Clea says to him, like, you know, when we had to go fight Satan and after you saw God, like, and that guy sent us to hell for stealing a book or something. I don't remember. All this stuff, I'm like, what? That's what I love. I love What when... did I miss? And we only skipped ahead, like, three or four issues. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're skipping a year. <laughs> That's what I love about Engelhart's one. It's... It's pure uh, ambition. Like, yeah. just have Doctor Strange fight the craziest fucking shit possible. Death, he, he, God. Here's, wait, here's the line. Clea, you're not beginning to brood over the end of the world, are you? No, Steven. Your example in defying Satan showed me fully the folly of such negative thinking. <laughs> this is like, okay. Hey, it happens, yeah, and he know? was chasing a guy that stole some books from Satan. And he says, Satan, help me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there, he's the issue starts. Now we're up to we're a couple issues ahead, and there's some like hobo wannabe apprentice guy who stole a bunch of books from Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's some book about Atlantis or whatever, and he's chasing him. And Clea stops him and returns the books to Doctor Strange, and then it like gets this weird like after school special where Clea's like, uh. Steven, what is a bicentennial? And he's like, funny you should ask. It, <laughs> no, uh, on, on this year, the year of America's birthday. <laughs> yeah. And it's it he basically is just saying, like, let's learn the history of America <laughs> together, Clea. And they go back uh, the the premise for this is so fucking dumb. Like yeah. you know how we said in the past sometimes that it feels like they have to force these oh, yeah. scenes for it to oh, happen. Like, yeah. This is not even like subtle. It's just like Literally, like Ryan said, like a, a a Magic School Bus episode or something, where yeah. they're like, "Let's go see Ben Franklin." And this is a uh, fun fact: this is the same year Howard the Duck was running for president. <laughs> I do love that later writers, because uh, this is the last uh, Englehart story. Later writers uh, jump in the middle of the story, try to explain this as part of the plot, saying, "Oh, he's being manipulated magically by by sorcerers to think of the bicentennial." And that's why, because <laughs> no one would write a shitty fucking intro like that. <laughs> and that's why comics end up being extra shitty when they try to explain how yeah, shitty they just, were in the just past. Just forget like, it. Just move past it. Yeah. It wasn't a clo- it was a clone actually who did this thing. Robot clone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just dumb, dumber and dumber. Anyway. Yeah. So they go back to 1618, and Clea's like, why are we going back to 1618? America wasn't until the late 1700s. And he's like, don't worry, we're going to hang out with Sir Francis Bacon. I love this, too. He's like, well, we need to see the intellectual origins of the founding father of schools of thought, so let's go just hang out in London. Yeah. Best- well, the, well that, the, the twist is that all the original... Um- like enlightenment thinkers. Uh, there are like sorcerers. There's be no difference between philosophy and sorcery in past. I think this stuff yeah. is dumb because I think it belittles the actual genius of these people. But that's besides the point. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to uh, have the premise of the story of Doctor Strange going back in time and seeing the, the magic history of, of... But then of, say, let's go and look at the magic history. Not like, let's go on this magic school bus trip. Uh, yeah, I wish that was, the premise was better, but but I do think the the uh, the way they said the premise is better, but the premise is cool. I think. Yeah, I'm on slice side of that. I think the adding a little bit of the magic to the historian stuff, but not like pure magic. Like Sir Francis Bacon isn't just a wizard shooting magic, but that's he yeah, has like that's some um, esoteric properties. It's a cool idea, like like Daryl and Slice said that I'm, I wasn't super on board with either, but the idea that these enlightened people throughout history were were enlightened because they were able to see that there was something beyond the physical reality. Uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time, a lot of times when they do this like revisionist history, I just find that like y- these people can be great and awesome without like magical not topical stuff. But we're, we're, it's in a wizard story though. <laughs> I know, I know. It's not that I have a problem with it in this story. It's I usually have a problem with it in general. So I have less of a problem with it than usual here. Hmm. It's just one of those things that rubs me the wrong way. Personally, I don't like when people use historical figures and make f- fiction of them because I f- always find it weird. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, personally, with that. I prefer the air. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Now that Smash Brothers is over, 
so uh, they're hanging out with Sir Francis Bacon, and they're talking about like his enlightened philosophies that eventually led to like the American Revolution. And then they yeah. go outside, and a bunch of magicians start fighting them with swords. <laughs> Well, amateur magicians. Yeah, like, they, amateur magicians. Also magicians. weird. If you're gonna choose, if you're gonna choose a, philo- a, philo- a philosopher to influence the founding fathers, why don't you go hang out with John Locke or something? Yeah, so, or Thomas like, Paine maybe. Yeah. Well, I think because no, I think it's cool yeah, because but they, like they tied yeah. because of Atlantis. I think we, we never see what the point it was, but Kevin uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, <laughs> Francis Bacon, <laughs> uh, came up with the idea of New Atlantis, and this basically was the idea of a perfect society, and basically. But then, then Thomas More wrote Utopia, the book. You know, you could go to him. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but New Atlantis, and they later on they show the the mythical Atlantis from Plato. I think there was something there he was building towards. They never uh, built okay. towards. Okay, all right. So yeah, especially because Engelhardt's run is cut short. So yeah. you know, whatever. But he's basically Strange is given a copy of New Atlantis, which the second half was never published. So he's like, this is so cool. And he gets attacked again while he's, like, lost in, like, the philosophy of the book. Uh, this signed by a wizard uh, that looks like a stereotypical wizard in, like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like, it's pajamas. Got, like, stars and moons on his pointed He's hat. wearing pajamas. <laughs> yeah, he has oh, a big white, white, white so beard. Awful. Yeah. And his name's Sejiro. Look, as awful as I thought, like, I originally thought the Iron Dagger or Silver Dagger, that guy looked awful in the beginning ended up being super cool. This guy is just awful all the way yeah. through. Yeah. Wait, no, he's not. When he becomes Dragon Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, uh, Spoilers, Sejiro Phil. Sejiro didn't have the lasting power of Silver Hands. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so uh, Francis Bacon shows up and saves them with his super magic spells. And in the process, he destroys uh, the second half of New Atlantis. And yeah. Strange is like, oh, no, like, that's your masterpiece. And he's like, no, I destroyed it on purpose because I want humanity to always be searching to be better. And I, I think that's awesome. That was yeah. my high point in this whole story. I, the idea that uh, what people envision New Atlantis to be is, is more inspiring than what the actual text was. Yeah, be. that, like, if we're constantly trying to figure out what is in this perfect text will keep trying to be better instead of just accepting Also, that we never actually is. see Francis Bacon use magic. It's all Stephen doing it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. which again, I like I like him being but they part do mind of a secret him. society, but he doesn't actually... When they, when, he, when they walk... When Strange and Cleo walk in, though, all of Francis Bacon's, like, dudes just stare at him and oh, yeah, like, but mind, it, mind read him. But that's at the same fine. time, they don't actually read his mind. They're more like empaths, where they're like, we could tell you're good. Detect evil. Yeah, yeah. they use detect evil. <laughs> so, the issue ends with... Uh, Dr. Strange telling Cleo that you see the king recruited Francis Bacon to send people to the US so this is really the beginning of America I actually appreciate this lesson because I didn't know much about Francis Bacon yeah me neither (laughs) this is very accurate you know he was a little I I, I didn't know he was a wizard wow holy shit Um, so next we have uh, London again this issue very aptly is called The Dream is Dead the last Engelhart issue. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think he knew uh, this was gonna be his last issue. Like I, I dreamed that's gonna make a good Doctor Strange run. Marvel fucked it up. Also, uh, this uh, <laughs> this issue starts with uh, they're still with Francis Bacon, and they're like, "Don't worry, one day you will go and make the United States of America." <laughs> and then they poof away, and Francis Bacon's like, "Now there's an idea." <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's like, uh, "Please don't tell me any more about the future." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to strive against the unknown is the spice. of life he said i have expected one of those like super cliched where there's like a uh there's like a a hobo in the alley that's like that'll never catch on (laughs) yeah so they end up in london again and she's like but why are we jump forward in time they jump forward in time yeah and he's like well actually this is now the year 1775 and again i like the voice you gave him oh my dear 1775 yes (laughs) and and then again we have this this fucking like like third grade history lesson where it's like (laughs) Who is Ben Franklin, you ask? Well, he was perhaps the greatest man in colonial America. And history says he had a huge dick. <laughs> and, and they ended up on Ben Franklin's boat to America. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, yeah, he invented electricity and he was a ladies' man. And she's like, hmm, intriguing. Invented and, electricity. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's a sorcerer after all. I invented <laughs> this new concept of reality. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're on the boat, and they go to meet Ben Franklin, and he's like, oh, I knew you were going to meet me. Uh, Sir Francis Bacon wrote about this 100 years ago. Yeah, and then he's like, and he couldn't even describe how fucking nice Clea's tits are or whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, wow, couldn't capture your charm. And then... um, It's fucking weird. It's it's already yeah. weird. Well, he's just flirt. He's what's flirting. Also, what's also weird is that a dragon attacks their boat. Immediately. A sea serpent. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like... 
And it's so funny because, uh, again, we have this little history lesson. He's like, hmm, you know, they used to talk about sea monsters. Looks like they were real. <laughs> this, is a, this is the apex of sea monsters in historical fiction. So obviously they were real at this point in history. <laughs> and then, like Daryl said before, his spell casting is just sometimes he's just reading poetry. In the name of the dream that grew, in the name of the dream that died, cast this creature from the dark depths down again and from our side. It's like, <laughs> is that magic? Whatever. So he blows up the dragon or something. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out whatever. it's an illusion, though, from fucking Merlin's job. It, 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 it shouldn't have that. Uh, say what the fucking slick show? Sigirio. Sigirio. Sigirio is on the boat, but whenever they go to investigate him afterwards, they can't find him where he's on, where on the boat. He yeah. disappears. <laughs> it's not like ah. a huge boat. And then all of a sudden they look outside and there's just the, the ocean disappeared into the bottom of the ocean there. So it's like a huge tra- waterfall. Like Sonic Train's like, I'm just gonna jump in and see how deep this goes. And he's like, oh, oh, bottom of the ocean, it's Atlantis. Um, so he explores Atlantis, and then Stigirio is down here, except it's only his face on the body of the sea serpent. Wow, yeah. really cool. Uh, and while Stigirio is wrestling this sea serpent... Clea um, <laughs> is about to wrestle a serpent of her own. Yeah. Oh and, my god. Uh, and she's talking to Ben Franklin in his uh, room, and he's like, oh, so you're an alien princess from another dimension. Pretty pretty interesting. And um, he, he, he asks, just, he's like, do you want to have some whiskey for breakfast? Yeah, she's like it's whiskey, whiskey for, for breakfast. breakfast. It's whiskey, but <laughs> slime beat me. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, ah, oh, you know, uh, he just basically starts flirting with her, and she's like, even in this time period, people flirt, uh, men flirt with women this way, and he's like, the words men speak to women, Clea, are eternal. As he puts out the candle, and the next panel is just Ben Franklin's shit-eating face, <laughs> just like <laughs> leaning over Clea in the dark, and then we go back to this fucking wrestling match. And Doctor Strange is like, God, oh, what's it going on, guys? So fast. So, like she doesn't. There's no talking. He just uh, puts out the candle and cut to fade to black. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange beats up the dragon, comes back to the boat, and he's like, "Ooh, that was easy." And Clea's um, like, "Oh, uh, we knew you'd be b- back, uh, Ben and I. I mean, uh, uh, Doctor Franklin and I." <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "Huh?" And then it yeah. ends. Yeah, uh, he knows mo- one of the most ambitious comic runs of all time ends like that. <laughs> yep. Slowly, the Sorcerer Supreme lifts his arms and lifts the lifeboat along with them. But even now, he wonders and wonders very hard at the price a man pays for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that you have to, your, your girlfriend will sleep with the founding fathers. <laughs> Like, and, and like, so easily. She just had some whiskey, and she's like, Hey, Ben Franklin's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, for us, it's weird, because we know what Ben Franklin is. If you if, if you don't know Ben Franklin as a family father from a dimension, and he's just a, a guy who's really charming and and and, uh, and fun to be with. Yeah, but how many... Does she just bang every charming guy who's, like, flirting no, with her? No, but also, Doctor Strange gave her the history lesson. was like, this guy's the coolest dude in the world. I, I I think the point is more that they've been so distant lately. Like uh, she's more susceptible to uh, Ben Frank. Like now she's like so, they're so detached. Yeah, but this is such a weird characterization yes. of her. It's like yes. just like you know if you don't constantly pay attention to women, they're just gonna sleep with other people. So it's not that they're not constantly paying attention to women. It's the fact that uh, uh, he been... said you're not the woman I love. She died, and you're just yeah. It's like really harsh shit. <laughs> That's true. That's when you told point. me about the story, I bet dollars to donuts said. Th- this was going to be an illusion or like some kind of spell cast on her, but she willingly just sleeps with this man. Well, isn't Did it an you illusion? seriously just unironically use the phrase you'd bet dollars to donuts, Sterile? <laughs> yeah. All right, wait, question for you guys. Um, would you rather be Fuck Ben Franklin, yes. Cooked by Ben Franklin or not Ben Franklin? I, I mean, I don't, Ben Franklin. Shut up, Phil. Let's go on to Pro- the next, probably ben Franklin. next issue. Ryan, don't answer that. One thing I want to point out is in uh, one of the most recent Deadpool stories, Ben Franklin comes back as a ghost, and St- and Doctor Strange confronts him, and he's like, "I n- I've never forget what you did," <laughs> and it's the first. I think it's the first time it's mentioned after like this time period. Oh, yeah, and it's so funny. <laughs> but but uh, so uh, we, uh, Engelhart left the book after this. Basically, Marvel and him didn't agree on the implications of uh, the entire Marvel universe being dead. And all Marvel's fine with the Ben Franklin stuff. Yeah, well, they weren't as revealed by this. <laughs> yeah. Because what happens, you, you know, we have a writer, uh, Marv Wolfman, who was the previous editor of the book. Uh, so that, that shows you how much he really wanted to do this. This is really a passion project that he was editing, and now the writer <laughs> quit, and now he's filling in writing duties. Marv Wolfman also wrote uh, Tomb of Dracula, and he created the modern uh, Teen Times you know today. He's a good writer, uh, but when he's not doing shit like this. Did he do the Blade Dracula yes. issue we did? Okay. Another bad example of his writing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the story opens up 
and you're wondering how drastic is this change from writers uh, to writers? Oh, Jesus. The cover says "Slow, the power of changes," and the first thing you see is this fucking guy. Uh, I don't even know how to describe him. He has a fucking. He just looks like a barbarian, like a yeah, generic a... like D&D yeah. He has barbarian. like this sun medallion on his forehead. Yeah, and he's holding an orb of crystal orb of Doctor Strange, saying, "Yeah, Doctor Strange didn't know that everything that happened before was a fucking plan by me and this group of group <laughs> guys." Nemesis. Yeah, Xander will be his executioner. <laughs> and there's always, there's all these guys called the creators. I'm not gonna get too much into them, but they live in this thing called the quad. Basically, it's all this exposition about how they're, they're the creators. They live in the quadriverse. They plant everything from. Doctor Strange going back in time. <laughs> Do you know when when I started reading this, I stopped and I was like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm reading the wrong issue. Let me go find where I actually left up. They made this as jarring as possible. It, yeah, There's no effort shitty. to make it transition smooth at all. And they, they basically completely tossed out the original plot of the fucking Atlantis and basically Sejiro for the most part. Ugh. But what happens is Xander is like, yeah, we're going to fuck up Doctor Strange. And Doctor Str- back in the past, Doctor Strange is like, yeah... Uh, I, I know. Also blows up a robot of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to And he's like, oh yeah, look how he's like, blow, blow up this robot. I'm so fucking <laughs> yeah, cool. Like, I'm the coolest wizard. Spoilers. Xander gets his ass kicked next issue and never shows up ever again. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. If, if that's how you show off the power of your character. Then... Yeah. That's what Silver Dagger did when he cut off the head of that mannequin last episode. Yeah. I think Silver Dagger takes this fucking asshole. Oh, even the fuck. But like... Uh, he knows Doctor Strange knows that Clea and Fr- Brand Franklin are, are boning. But there's no reveal. Is- he just like thinks to himself, "It's pretty weird that they're boning right no, now." No, it's not. It is a reveal. He uses the I got a Oh, that's right. That's right. But he doesn't like. It's very weirdly handled. Yeah, but he's like, and this is why this is why he's really handled. He's like, I can't let some front tree continue. And basically, he prepares to destroy them both. And he's like, wait, <laughs> I, I can't go that far to kill them for boning each other. Yeah. And then yeah. he, he changes his mind and both kill, tries to kill him anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't try. He blows him up. He blows up Ben Franklin. No, no. He knows it's not him when he does it. Yeah, he realizes that uh, Ben Franklin can't be Ben Franklin because... He's supposed to be at the Second Continental Congress. I, I would love if he, if he just fucked up and, re- and this is like a different timeline where uh, Ben Franklin... Now because they, they met him on the boat that Ben Franklin missed the Constitution crisis and just murdered Ben Franklin in this timeline. <laughs> he doesn't want to teach Clea any more about American history, so America <laughs> ends now. Yeah. So, uh, it turns out it was actually Stajira boning his girlfriend in disguise, which is more oh pleasant. God! <laughs> and then, uh, so, then Stajira takes a, a replica orb of, of, of yeah, a globe. I, I like how much, it. like, this is trying to, re- like, um, fix the Engelhart stuff. It's like, look how yeah. easily I can convince you I destroyed the Earth by squishing this clay model of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts to destroy the world again and killing all the people in 1776. Mm-hmm. And then Doctor Strange just reverses time, and which <laughs> I hate. I hated this uh, so much. Really I don't know. He could just do it on a whim, especially of... because he had to beg the universe to do it. And the universe is like, I can't do that. Yeah. And so then he realizes while he's reversing time. Wait, this is probably an ancient one test because this is how it worked. Like I, I literally said before, the ancient one m- planned these tests and he manipulates people to uh, make actual tests against me. It wasn't that these are natural tests <laughs> as part of being the Sorcerer Supreme. And it turns out, yes. The ancient one was basically made an illusion that Sejiro fucked his wife. Yeah, so like, she didn't even bang, bang Ben Franklin, did she? No, she, apparently, this, all this was a dream uh, by the ancient one. What the fuck the legend of the ancient one? He's dreaming about Stephen Strange's wife getting fucked by yes. Ben Franklin. <laughs> to teach. To teach. <laughs> his mental, his, his pupil lesson, like, this is, this is what you people do to you, they'll fuck Ben Franklin, fuck you, students. <laughs> Uh, especially because like they don't say it's like a, a, a proje- reality projection it's like a dream which implies <laughs> yeah. to me that he's sleeping dreaming I, I hope is, in Doctor Strange is... 2 we get to see a ghost of Tilda Swinton being like yes Ben Franklin <laughs> I love that this is like the smartest man in the universe it's most in, t- in tune with all like the universe's mysteries and that yeah. Ben Franklin's like his greatest <laughs> rival <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange goes to modern times uh, after realizing this, and everyone is dead and skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be the skeletons are supposed to be representing Doctor Strange thinking about like how everyone is a fake version. They're not like the the original versions or the recreated version, so that they're, they're yeah. basically dead. She's like Clea is dead too, and she becomes skeleton too. And uh, it, so it's so that, like I said, the angel one wants him to uh, be really confronted with this. 
But I like that he's are... holding Clea's skeleton hand while he talks to the Ancient One. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love how much fucking dialogue text there is. Yeah, so much That's more of Wolfman. That's what this, this is why retcons... But this happens with a lot of retcons. Almost every retcon... No retcon ever says, let's do it smoothly. They, they just have text stubs and make it happen like an issue just to get out of yeah, the way. So one they, issue. Yeah. yeah. So he says, I want you to accept everyone will die. So just fuck this earth and descend to a higher plane of existence. Even though part of Supreme is loving everything. And also... Uh, he was so supreme for fucking literally centuries before he had to ascend. As, after he died. But now this is the new rules where you ascend like a, a week after he becomes yeah. supreme. It, it's like very like that, that Buddhist idea. Like once you reach enlightenment, you leave. So if you're going to stay, you can't reach that plane of existence type thing. But Swiss Supreme isn't fucking the plane of enlightenment where ancient ones at. Swiss Supreme is being the protector of the universe. Yeah. Now there's a protector. You just fucking fuck this world, I guess. That's literally the message now. Yeah. And literally uh. he says, like, you gotta come. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, if you don't, I'm gonna take your powers away. And he's like, that's okay. Yeah, and he's I'm, like, fine. I'm gonna reduce you to level one. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna level you down. And he's like, uh, it's okay. And then he flies away and Cleo's like, uh, I'm just man again. That's all. No, Cleo you know, says like, oh, you're not Sorcerer Supreme anymore? That's good, because right now I only need you to be a man. And yeah. I yep. guess they fuck each other. Yeah. He, I, I became a man again. That's all. And she's like, I'm thankful for that. There are needs a woman has that only oh. a man can satisfy. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, all right. Uh, so this goes to the point. Uh, <sighs> uh, this, one, this is one of my most hated issues of all time because it undoes so much of one of my favorite ones ever. And it just makes Doctor Strange back into just a regular superhero. Yeah, that's the question I want to bring up. You guys are saying, like, it's bullshit how, like, Silver Dagger got to drop on him, how this Gypsy guy drop on him. But th- this is the problem a lot of writers have where they're like, we can't have Doctor Strange Supreme. He's re- regularly not so supreme. There's actually a series called Doctor Strange so Supreme where he spends half the series not being so supreme. <laughs> like, because uh, writers are like Daryl, like Daryl always says, I don't want to make bullshit reasons. I just want to have him not be so supreme. I would rather have him be so supreme and like bend the rules a little bit and have these ambitious stories where after you get past the little initial bullshit, you have these cool stories where he battles like deities and stuff. I agree. Than just fucking fighting wizards over and over again, like well, fucking Xander. Even beyond that, it's not just like him battling deities. It's that he, a lot of the times, it's a big discussions that he has with deities yeah. that I yeah. really enjoy throughout all of Engelhart's. And like, I can but, forgive the bullshit framing device for a really yeah. cool existential. I, I think it's dumb, but I would much rather have Doctor Strange dealing with these massive, like, um, stakes. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, to- I mean, I totally agree. The, the, all those, all the cool Doctor Strange we've read has him like been. It's been him sitting down with like death or eternity and being like, "What does it mean to exist? And what is life? What and, is like, a man but a miserable little pile of secrets?" That's yeah. totally the part of this this uh, question of eternity. What is yeah. a man? What is a man? And, and yeah. that stuff is really cool. And I do think though, it's still fair to criticize the framing devices because yeah. you can get to that cool stuff better. Oh yeah, we're not saying it's perfect, but like. If you can't come up with a, a good reason why, it's so much better to fake it and then tell a really good story than to just be like, let's just get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. And just and have him just fight, like, bank robbers. I, re- I read the issue after this, the one with where he fights against Xander, yeah. and I felt like it was such a drastic change from Engelhart's run to this stuff because, like, not once do they have, like, a debate with each other, just like Xander expositioning yeah. at him about their master plans, and then... Doctor Strange beats him, not by using superior magic or outsmarting him, but by punching him in the face and using yep. martial arts. Which was uh, like, this, this isn't what Strange does. Like, I want to see him talk, and if he needs to use magic to defend himself or protect the ones he loves, that's what he does. But here it's just like, yeah, I'm Doctor Strange, pow. Even though other writers, like Roger Stern had a really good Doctor Strange run, I think that the peak of the character is, the, like, the Engelhart stuff. Mine too. And I think that he's never recovered from the regression of taking away that Sorcerer Supreme. I like him having that title, too. That, that's just such a cool thing that he's, like, he has such this important role in protecting the like, entire dimension. Even when he has the title, like, I feel like the stories just always res- resort to that kind of sameness that, like, Engelhart's the only writer. Him and Stanley are the only ones that I think pushed it. I just want to talk about it real quick because I want to talk about what the writers after this uh, did to follow up on the story. Because this, 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 I, I mentioned in the first part that uh, Engelhart entered in a, a torrent of chaos where different writers came in, had no idea what they're doing, and that's how he left it. Because no one knew how to end the story. So you had uh, Marv Wolfman. Uh, Marv Wolfman can be can be good, but he can be great. He's, but he's generally he's more uh, of a superhero writer, and he writes Doctor Strange super superhero, just fighting yeah. Xander and punching him. 
And uh, his stuff is garbage on Doctor Strange. Then Agreed. He stays for like three issues. Then we have Jim Starlin, who, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Jim Starlin created a lot of those characters. He created like uh, Drax and Gamora. And I actually like his stuff, but in the so bad it's good way. Is that the uh, one with like the weird wolf people or whatever? No, this is what happens. Okay. <laughs> what happens is it turns out the creators want to kill all the stars because the stars are all sorcerers. <laughs> like and, stars in the sky? Yeah, and uh, so basically they're all sorcerers that control the universe. And basically they want to kill all the stars and become the stars themselves. And so they go, they start fucking with Doctor Strange's brain and Doctor Strange is like... Uh, his, his mind's getting warped by the creators as he's going, and basically he starts teaming up the stars, like, yeah, let's go beat up the fucking creators. And they're, they're basically turning this real of reality, that basically, uh, as you as you spin it out of control, uh, reality starts going uh, into chaos. And um, Doctor Strange is so dumb at this point, like, he's like, duh, he fucking blows up the, the wheel of time, and they're like, and they're like, you weren't supposed to blow it up. You're supposed to reverse it, you fucking moron. And all the stars die. And they're like, why did you kill us, you fucking asshole? And Doctor Strange's like, oh my god, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> and it's like, basically literally what happens, because he flies back to Earth, and um, Clea and Wong are like, hey, what happened? Did you stop the evils? And he's like, guys, I fucked up. I fucked up really bad. <laughs> and then what really happens bad. is, um, a pig version of Doctor Strange fights him, called <laughs> Doctor Stranger Yet. <laughs> And then the homeless one comes back as a hobo. And he basically. The homeless the, wait, one? <laughs> yes. Basically, as a hobo. And he says, like. Wait, the, do you mean the ancient one? Yes, the ancient one. And basically, the ancient one's like, the crazy universe uh, hated me so much, it made me a hobo, and it's new reality created. I'm a hobo now. I eat shit now. And that was Jim Starlin's run. And then finally, uh, Roger Stern, which is the one that Ryan uh, mentioned, which is where it becomes good again. But the way he ended it was very fucking lackluster, where. He just has a, a big fight with the stars and uh, more deities in, in well, a very. I meant cool. more the the second stern run. Yeah, I agree. Later. But uh, obviously, just just as a way to wrap up his story, yeah. uh, it was very boring. And the, the way he described the Sorcerer Supreme, he said like, "I'm still so supreme, but it's not a, it's not like an actual title or a path of existence. I'm just the best sorcerer." <laughs> yeah, they recon it to basically be that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even though like I've read a lot of good Doctor Strange after this, it's. More just like these are pretty good stories, and it's not like when you read the Engelhart stuff, you're like, "Wow, this is like era defining." Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's stuff that we can have like talks over. Like, yeah. what yeah. do you think about Absolutely. the way he presented this idea? Yeah, but that's uh, unfortunately uh, the end of Engelhart's run. Yeah, uh, right. Daryl, you felt uh, the first part was weaker than the rest of the parts. Yeah, I, I really like the first two, the God and the Death part. I think that that part was still good. Like, I, I still liked reading it. Okay. So, uh, how about you, Phil? I still, I, I liked it. For all my complaints, the Eternity stuff was pretty neat. Uh, it was stupid at parts, but, you know, it's comics. I cool. actually, I don't think I like this as much as you guys. <laughs> really? The Eternity part or the Ben Franklin part? The Eternity part. I like oh, you it. You love the Ben Franklin part, right? Well, no. <laughs> I like this stuff. But I just think the Genesis stuff is, like, so much better. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do I agree. agree. Like, when when I read, when I first read Engelhart's run, I told Sly, like, I don't know, Sly said it was, like, one of the best comics of the 70s. And I was like, ah, it was, it was fine. Like, I liked it. It was pretty good. And then when I read the Genesis stuff on its own, I was like, I was wrong. This stuff is really good. And then I realized why I felt that way. Because I feel like even the Eternity stuff, it just, it just falls a little short for me. Well, that might be why it got retconned, because it didn't have the punch to work. I don't think it's worth retconning. Like, I think that's I why, that might be why, it. because they didn't feel the story was worthy to end the Marvel Yeah, I, well, it's kind of sad that it didn't have, like, it didn't feel like it justified why the world needed to blow up. Like, yeah, why he that's had to what I mean. Yeah. Strange and learn that it people just are bad. It felt more like an experiment that uh, backfired in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's which like... I, I would be, like, perfectly okay if Engelhart ever went back to and wanted to expand on. Like, that's what well, I'd want to see. This, this is actually a recurring problem with Engelhart. Uh, his Fantastic Four run, he wanted to do a lot of crazy stuff with it, too. He wanted to uh, retire permanently Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Wow. And, and Marvel said, you can't do that. You have to bring it back. So what he did, you have to bring back the original Fantastic Four. So what he literally did, he had the Fantastic Four get cloned, and the new team gets captured and imprisoned, and the clones are the original team, like, literally. Like, they use the exact same quotes from the original comics, from Stanley. They use Stanley dialogue and stuff as a way to say, fuck you to Marvel. <laughs> and the last issue is, 
uh, uh, Franklin turning to uh, Steve Engelhardt saying, wow, everything's a big mess. How are we going to sort this out? Steve Engelhardt. And Steve Engelhardt's like, I don't know. And that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> he seems really big on just coming in there and doing the craziest things possible. Yeah. Like, it's Doctor Strange meets the uh, Judeo-Christian God, and then he also meets and die, meets death and dies, and then he meets the embodiment of the cosmos and gets the Earth blown up. Yeah, yep. and he went to hell at some point. But that's what—that's what I think. That's what these characters need. Like, I—I I think if it wasn't for this run, even though they retcon it, I don't think anyone would give a shit about Doctor Strange. Well, Stanley's run. Come on. No, St- Stanley's run is great. It's really great. But like, I mean, like now. Yeah, like after all these years, I think this is one of the things that showed that the character has this huge it is one of, potential. It is, it is one of the uh, shining examples of the character. Yes. So I just want to give a quick thanks to everyone who's been rating and reviewing it lately, uh, you know, on iTunes and all that stuff, and give a quick plug to the Comrade Radio Network, where you could find lots of great shows like our other show, Oops, I Talk Politics. And also, I want to especially recommend Classic Schmastic this week because they just did an episode on the battleship Potemkin. I don't know how to pronounce that. But I thought the episode was super, super great. And it's a 1920s, like, propaganda film. And it was fascinating to listen to. And cool. uh, from cool. from Russia. And, like, that's just an era of Russian history I know nothing about. So it was really, really interesting. And also really funny, as always. And, uh, yeah, so check all that stuff out at commonradio.com. Thank you guys for listening. We've been Divisive Issues, and I've been Xander. I've been Dr. Stranger Yet. I've been the homeless one. (laughs) And I've been that man that prays to Satan. Help me! (laughs) Satan! Stay in continuity. Comrade Radio.com Independent Podcasting Network.